Welcome to the Happy Never After podcast. I'm your host, Mara Merrick. Oh, I forgot to ask you if you want to drink or anything. Okay, you got something. Okay. Uh, I'm with Christina Hutchinson from Guys We Fucked and so many things. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, uh, ADD. (laughs) Hello. Um, Last time you were here, you were in a serious relationship. I was. Ain't no mo. (laughs) Ain't no mo. Yeah. Oh my God, what happened? Oh, you know, a <laughs> bunch of shit, and then seven years happened. Uh, no, <laughs> I, a lot happened. A lot happened. Uh, it's one of those things where you're in something so deeply that you can't step out of it, and then <laughs> there was this moment, like a month before I we broke up, where I, I actually consulted my friends and family for some advice, and I was like, hey, do you think I should break? Yes. <laughs> Everyone. And I was like, oh, shit. Word? That bad, huh? Well, your public persona of your relationship was strong. Because, boy, do I put people on a pedestal. Sure do. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, this wasn't good a lot of the time. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I want things to be perfect all the time. Like, I want so badly for things to be the best they can be. And so I'm just like, I'm just going to pretend it is. Yeah. till I can't take it. I... I don't do that anymore. I don't think I... No, I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, now I do like every other day. I wake them up at 3 a.m. and I'm like, hey, 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 can we talk about this one thing that you said? So I've been thinking about it since then. <laughs> I'd like to go to bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so nice to me. He wakes up and he's like, okay, what? Oh, that's sweet. I know. He's very sweet. He's oh, so sweet. Good. Yeah. We just got back from Acapulco. I don't know. I I got Botox while I was there. I want to do that. But okay, so here they uh, use anesthesia in it. They mix it with that. And that's why it takes four to seven days to set. And it doesn't hurt going in. There, no anesthesia. You don't need (laughs) anesthesia. I was hiccup crying. I, it hurt so bad. I was there was a nurse holding my face down Whoa. to get the other side. And like, you sure you want this? You're like, yes, I want. I was it. like, well, I don't want to be lopsided. Just oh. do it. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh my god, so my face doesn't move. That's why I'm so very interested in this conversation. I feel like a little four year old. You know when they're like smiling, and you're like, <laughs> like, whoa, you all right? You sitting on something? What's going on? <laughs> okay. All right. So you were in the relationship. You didn't mm-hmm. see all the red flags. Yeah. And I'm, and, and then look, I'm, I wasn't perfect in it either. We, we were very codependent, which I didn't even know what that word meant. Mm-hmm. And then once, once we broke up, it was a very hard decision. Oh my God. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. One of the bravest slash hardest things I've ever done. I hate using that word brave, but I, I it's fitting for this. Um, and he went on to do things that he's always been talking about doing. Mm-hmm. And then I figured myself out. I would never have done that if we were together. It's How? just one of those things where you cannot flourish. To, there's a point where we, I realize I cannot flourish with you. In that situation. Mm-hmm. You, but your, your lives were so intertwined. And that was a lot of my doing. Yeah. I got him a lot of jobs. I, I introduced him to the real estate world because I was working there at the time. Mm-hmm. He's a very talented filmmaker. And he killed, he killed it with all of his jobs. He really did well. But... Uh, I am not his his negativity, his negative outlook, the glass half empty or glass like not even a little bit full. Um, <laughs> like why even put anything just like in nothing's it? in the glass. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought that I could fill the glass, and then I realized I can't do that. And it's not my job to do that. No, but you're not concentrating on. on your own glass. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And then crazy. I got out of the relationship. I'm like, what are my opinions even on anything? <laughs> it's hard. It's very hard. It was it was the most. 
It was a crazy depression coma. I went in, it came in waves because like you feel like you're losing a fifth limb. Yeah. Seven years. Is, you go from texting and calling someone at any moment of the day yep. to never being able to communicate with them. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm one of those people where it's like once we broke up, I, you're in my wake. You, you don't, I don't, I don't, I almost like block it out of my head that it happened. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't go through the stages of loss or you did? Oh, I did. I did hard. Did drank a lot. Ah. Amped up the Adderall usage. I was already using it and I started really abusing Adderall um, just because I couldn't deal. And it's like, oh, speed will perk up anybody. <laughs> and then you get really busy and then you just get focused on all the other projects. You're yeah. like, I can just do everything. Yeah. I'll and then you night. and then you spread yourself too thin. And you're like, why do I feel like I'm dying? <laughs> and then you watch a documentary on Adderall and you're like, oh, it's poison. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> um, and so I went off of that. And um, how did you get off of that? I realized I was not a pleasant person to be around. I was always like looking around as if someone like you develop a paranoia, you develop depression, you you start hearing things and seeing things when you really abuse it. I wasn't mm-hmm. snorting it, but I was taking a lot, uh, too many milligrams. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so that that was like the thi- that was the thing. Me giving up Adderall was the thing that really needed to happen for me to. Uh, complete the work on myself. I mean, it's, it's a lifelong job, but like, I really feel like I have a handle on my life now. You do. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I was prescribed Adderall. And oh, me too. It's like, I walked in there and I was like, I was on it in high school. And he was like, cool. How many milligrams you want? And I'm like, I wasn't on it in high school. I was like <laughs> 40 a day, please. Holy shit. I was taking more than that. Even in high school, I was only given five milligrams a day. That's a normal amount. Yeah, I feel like that's, <laughs> if you're going to do it, don't do a lot. Don't do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, wow, that's mm-hmm. a fuck ton. That yep. is crazy. Yeah, I used to like stockpile it and then just use it when I needed it. Yeah. And yes, I would hallucinate. I would like drive all night on it and yep. I would feel like there was like a tree bridge that I was driving through and I was like, is that real or <gasps> am I imagining yeah. that? Well, because like, you don't sleep. You no. Don't, you hardly eat. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm slowly killing myself. I think a lot of people are scared when they take themselves off of it, too, of getting fat. Getting fat and also just not being interested in anything. Like, I was scared of, I was scared to live off of it. Wow. But it's actually much more enjoyable because I'm more myself now. How did you, because I saw you when you, start, when you like first took yourself off of it and that mm-hmm. was a little nuts. Oh, I was going berserk. <laughs> but yeah. you went crazy off of it. You yeah. went from like a thousand to like zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really tough. And my, uh, my best friend, was very honest with me about like I came out to like I told you and mm-hmm. I told D you were like the first people I told I was yeah. like I have a problem with this and it felt good to say it out loud because that's that you kind of force yourself to hold you know you get held accountable when you tell other people yeah. and you're like I'm too ashamed a nurse. to go back on this drug <laughs> <laughs> and so that's perfect shame does have a place <laughs> and um yeah it, it's it, it I've like recalibrated it's still like I still find myself like just in a fog sometimes but that it takes a long time for that to go away yeah i think we're always as adults chasing being awake because mm-hmm. <laughs> i want i never i have and i have fomo so bad all the time yes, if do. anybody's hanging out i want to hang out with them i'm like why am i not there too which is awesome as a comedian i don't have that i need that because i don't i could care less if I'm <laughs> oh i want to hang out with everybody else i want to be where all the cool stuff is happening at all times so i moved here um and <laughs> and adderall i was always so sleepy to the point where my friends would make fun of me for it they're like oh christine's going to bed at 9 p.m again <laughs> i was just so tired and so the adderall made me not tired anymore and I was like, this is 
This is curing everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except for it's taking away all your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I... I feel bad saying this, but I don't feel bad saying this. My, I was so miserable towards the the last year of my relationship mm-hmm. that I took it more to tolerate it. Holy shit! Yeah, a lot of people do it when they drink too. Like, were you drinking mm-hmm. on it? Oh yeah. Oh god. And smoking cigarettes. Were you like blacking packs. out? No, I don't black out. I don't get drunk. Like, I um, why I purposefully don't drink to the point of getting drunk because my stomach's so sensitive. So I'll just lucky. puke before I can get wasted. <laughs> oh, that is so lucky. I've blacked out so many times. I've never blacked out, but I think it's just not in my blood. <laughs> like, Corinne blacks out a lot very easily, Even and you can never done, tell. Like, drugs, drugs? You've never blacked out from, like, Molly or ecstasy or anything? No, and I love oh. me some ecstasy. <laughs> I do too. But I, when I take it, I don't drink any alcohol. I kind of oh. like nerd. I'm like a little too nerdy with it, but I take all the vitamins. I like an hour before, an hour after, and then I drink a shitload of water. I just uh, drink orange juice, smoke a little weed, mm. and uh, I don't do any vitamins. Although Ritual is one of our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Great segue. Ritual.com forward slash happy Yo, you want to do club drugs? Get some vitamins Get some first. Vitamins. <laughs> I'm going to tell them this is a free spot. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so you've broken up with him. Mm-hmm. What's been happening since? Let's go. Oh, to- boy. Uh, finding myself. I realized I was such a people pleaser, and it, and it, and it started when I was a kid. There was a lot of childhood trauma, as most children have. I mean, it's pretty much impossible to get through your life without any. Corinne's one of the few people I know that truly just doesn't have any childhood trauma. It's awesome. <laughs> and she really likes herself a lot. And it's very genuine and not a put on. But people are so confused by the fact that she likes herself that they're like, she must be the most insecure person in the land. I'm like, you guys, she's not. No. Um, she's had a healthy upbringing. But... Um, her TBTs are so funny. I love yeah. your dance videos and your little baby <laughs> are oh, so cute. Thank you. And hers are like, I'm going to motherfucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Stank eye as a child. It was pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, uh, I, what was the question? What was the original what, question? What, what do you mean by fa- you found yourself? Like you found your opinions? You found yeah. Your real- so, oh, so the childhood trauma stuff, what happened, like kids will develop survival mechanisms immediately without even thinking about it Mm because you're a child you don't have the wherewithal to be like I should figure out something to survive (laughs) but your parent is your source of food shelter caring everything your source of life so and you know that early on when you're a baby I've real I've dove into some self-help books and some childhood trauma books uh the past year and a lot of therapy um and there was a point where I was going to therapy three times a week and it did its job. Um, but I realized that, you know, you usually have an antenna pointed out and one antenna pointed in. Mm-hmm. The antenna pointed in is like, what do I want? What do I like? What do I want to do? But because one of my parents were bipolar, I my never knew. My mom's bipolar. Yeah, my mom's bipolar too. I never knew what mom I was going to get. Was I going to get loving, wonderful mom? Was I going to get angry mom? Was mm-hmm. I going to get sad mom? And I wasn't sure. And I depended on her for survival. So I would do anything in my power to make her not sad. I didn't understand bipolar disorder or oh, even know the I word. I just avoided the fuck out of my mom. I, I would should stay have. outside. I should have. I think it's part of my natural personality too. Because I was like, whatever you need me to do, mom, I'll, do, I'll clean the house. I'm like four years old. I'm like, I'll clean the kitchen. <laughs> She's like, what? And um, But both of my antennas pointed outward my whole life. And so after this relationship, I was like, I don't know who the fuck I am. I don't know what my opinions are on things. There's certain things that I have 
a very, you know, opinionated thought on like anti-choice, pro-choice. Like that's, I have a very, a very clear thought on that. But for the most part, I'm like, I don't know who I am. I'm mm-hmm. this just, this just generic version of myself. And so that's been just meditating is very helpful too. I used to do the manifestation meditation, but then now like you have to do the ohm ones. You're like, ohm, but then my dog starts howling with me and I, I'm like, be quiet. Shut the fuck it's up. It's 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you be quiet. I know. He's like, this is fun. <laughs> it's I like a competition. Something else. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, I mean, it sucks that you had to go through such a tough transition to get to that point. I'm glad I did though. Cause it's it, to get better and to get on a healthier path, you have to go through the desert starving yeah, and, and freezing and hot and just, it, you have to go through the roughest terrain. And I was like, this isn't going to be fun, but I got to do it. Yeah. I went from bipolar mom directly into a marriage. You know, I was like 19 when I got married. Then I got, went directly into another marriage. Then I moved in with a billionaire and he sent me to therapy three times a week, which gave me the strength to break up with him and be single. <laughs> like, but you didn't think that was going to happen. I, know. I was like, oh, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> but then I went into like a spiral of drinking and fucking everything. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah. I, w- I haven't done the fucking everything thing. And I, I guess I won't, but I want to want to do that. You know what I mean? I've only had sex with one, two, three, four, five people. Are you serious? Five fucking people. A year and a half. That's why you fall in love with every single one of them. I know. I know. You need to make And then one of them, we don't have sex. And I'm like, I'll stay with you forever. I don't care. (laughs) I'm like, Christina. But I'm not good at communicating. I'm getting really good at communicating my needs now. That was never something that, um, that was my strong point. I say everything pretty much right away now. That's awesome. Yes. It's very, I feel very needy and vulnerable and I still have to like pep talk myself to do it. But uh, I'm like, if you don't say it, this is all you're going to think about for the, it's just going to sit in there and spiral around and (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been attracting men who have intimacy issues and I'm like, they have intimacy issues and yes, they do. But I didn't realize like your girl got intimacy (laughs) issues too. I thought I did not. I thought I was the most intimate person. Nope. Nope. You're, you just... Put out that those antennas that are like, what version of me do you want? Oh, I am. I will adapt. I'm yes. a master adapter. You're a mirror, and you lose yourself in that process for sure, dude. I, does your therapist help you with these things? Yes, very much so. There was one. There's a situation that I'm currently in with a guy that I adore so much. He's a really wonderful man. Like uh, I, I needed an example of a man who was positive, okay, goofy, just weird fucking weird we could start a fake fight in public just for our own entertainment like that's my shit he's just bizarre and he's beautiful and he's great um but uh we we don't have sex he's got a lot of things that he's dealing with right now and is trying to figure out it's just not where his head is mm-hmm. but we're we're very intimate with each other and that we like hold hands or like a lay on you know we spend a lot of time together and i thought i was like i this, I don't know if this is smart for me. And I, I had therapy yesterday and my therapist was like, are you happy? Do you feel good around him? I'm like, I feel amazing. I don't want to be in a relationship right now. So it's this beautiful amount of freedom that I have. Cause if I wanted to go and have sex with somebody, I could like, it's all. And she's like, so it's fine. fine. I'm like, 
Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> good, we'll point. <laughs> good point. Good point. Good <laughs> point. It's just because we're stuck in this like cultural definition of what relationships are. Yes, and so we that's ingrained in us. Yeah, actually, like, one of the things she said was it's a very un, uh, unconventional situation, but it's working for both of you. Yeah. So who gives a shit? I'm like, oh boy, Doc, that's what pay the big bucks. <laughs> So do I just pay you now? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you all my money. <laughs> that was very helpful. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just got George to agree to go to couples therapy. Ooh, okay. Because we just have like this one little hitch in our communication. Because mm-hmm. I'm very like, I don't, because we grew up with bipolar parent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you you could go into a very hostile, screamy house, you know? Oh, yeah. and uh, Very screamy. I had, scr- oh, that traumatized. I was traumatized from the fighting alone. Yes, and he's he's a New York born Greek boy, and so mm. he's loud and very passionate. Yes, very, and I'm yeah. always like, ah, and I just want him to understand. I need softness, mm-hmm. like I need that. So yeah, we're gonna do the therapy thing. <gasps> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, my ex and I went to couples therapy, but the therapist was a pushover man. We would be. He would ask us a question. Was it Thomas Whitfield? No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't Thomas, but it was somebody in his, in the. Thomas was so hard on me. Shout out to Thomas. Oh, I love that though. I, I love a therapist who's hard on me. I need that. I wish he was in, he's in Pennsylvania now doing a residency. I know, I love him. He's one of the best people. Um, <laughs> but uh, the therapist that we ended up having, this guy, he would ask me a question and then Stephen would cut me off to, ooh, my ex, whatever. Uh, I stopped saying Everyone his name. Knows. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, he would cut me off and start talking and I would look at the therapist like, you're going to say something about this? And he was just like, like gave a listening face. I'm like, bro, what are we doing? Did you say, are you going to say something? No, I didn't say anything. Cause I was like, is this a tactic? Maybe he's trying to get, but then we went to, I think three sessions with this guy and every, t- he wouldn't say anything every, like any of the times that he did it. And I was like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. You got to find somebody that's going to be, or maybe this was also teaching you to speak up since you don't speak up. True, true, absolutely. Well, this guy that I'm I'm hanging out with, who's like, it's it's beyond a friendship, but it's not a really it's, it's the weirdest thing, um, but it works and it's fine. Um, <laughs> he, we went to the beach uh, this week, and he came with me, and we had the yes, best time. Great tan, super awesome tan. Oh, thank you. I'm so tan. I've never <laughs> been tan. So I'm like, tan. I'm kind of too tan. I'm like tan mom. But um, I haven't worn makeup either. Have you? Are you wearing any makeup? I'm you wearing look- BB cream because it's like the darkest color for a white person. I know you I, look like you. Yeah. Don't have, I'm like you look great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but the last night we were at the beach. Uh, he's a musician. He's so oh god, his voice is. Was <laughs> masturbate to it. Um, that's very hot. Unless they're really bad, and then they start singing to you, and you're like, oh, that's I, the worst. What do I do with my hands? Yeah, like please don't sing. <laughs> I, I want to kill myself. Um, he he was uh, he like was practicing some of the songs for this gig he has coming up, and one of them was about his ex, which like of course it is. Like that's we make art through breakups, like yeah. we have to. Uh-huh. And and I like it was a beautiful song, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna go in and pack because we have to get up early and, and and leave. And he's like, is that okay? Do you want to say something? And I was like, what? 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 No. No, and he's like, I just feel like maybe you want to say something. I'm like, I don't want to say anything. And then, like, cut to 10 minutes later, I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I just don't know what I need or want. And he's like, it's okay. Like, he's so gentle. Oh. He's such a gentle man. 
It's um, so nice to have those people in your life too that yeah. teach you that you are worth the things that you need. Yeah, and yeah. and he he is exactly like I needed to know that a gentle man existed. Like I just I didn't know that. Yeah, George uh, called me out the last time we got in a fight because I was like packing my things to go home, and he goes, "Yep, leave. It's what you do." And I was like, <gasps> oh, "Oh shit, shit. George!" And I Yo, was like George. unpacking and sitting down. That I was cut like, me that deep. Is, "This is not what I do." Uh, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what it is? Like I need a, a, a man who can handle you in the way that is the most productive for you both of you it is a beautiful thing and vice versa. Like to, to, to be able to navigate, like I'll, sometimes I'll say things and it's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I told him this the other night. I'm like, well, sometimes I, you know, I say I'm fine, but I'm not. And he's like, oh, I know. I'm like, <laughs> wait, you do? He's like, yeah, every time you do that, I know. And I was like, what? what? He's like, it's okay. I'm like, oh, God, I love you. You can see me. And yeah. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's and that's where my intimacy issues uh, come into play yeah. because I think I let people see me, but I don't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, word. Okay. I have never told anyone like my real age or my real anything. Oh, really? Yeah, never. Never once. I've been 35 for like 18 years. And and we went on this trip and uh, he had to see my passport. And it was the first time he was like, oh, this is your age. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you're the one of two people that know. Wow. Like you and my sister. Yeah. Well, and, that's a vulnerability. Uh, that it is it, a vulnerability. It, age means something different to every person. But if it's something you don't want to reveal, then that it's a vulnerable thing. Like that's so that. Well, how did it feel? It felt afterwards. It felt great. But beforehand, he was like, I need your passport. I have to put all your information in the flight. And I was like, I can just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's like, and then afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, this feels so Like it's OK to better. be my age. Yeah. <laughs> So the fuck? Well, you've been your age around him this whole time, and it's fine. Well, in our industry, if you are, you know, close 32, to, you're fucking you're geriatric. Fucked. Yes. Yeah. It's like uh, pregnancy. Like, everybody's like, oh, this is a geriatric pregnancy. I'm 33. Oh, yeah. My nephew's like mother was 34 when she got pregnant, and it, they said geriatric, geriatric pregnancy. I'd never heard of that term before, and I'm like, that is so fucked. It's so fucked, and they say, you're like, you're high risk, you have to do all this. It's like, oh my God, I'm 34. Things yeah. are evolving and changing. Maybe we should look at the math here, like yeah. look at the science. Like, I don't want to have, I want to have a kid one day, but not until I'm like 38. Yeah. I don't, I don't care, I'll be an old ass mom. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I told one of my clients I would have a kid for her. I was like, I'll do it, just put it in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really nice of you. <laughs> She's been struggling, but uh, it's been a few years and I'm, I'm, I'm sick of crying every month for her. But uh, mm. it's more, I'm tired of, I'm dehydrated. And <laughs> you got all this water. <laughs> so we go to Mexico and right be- the week before I had an intestinal infection. Oh. And so I was like shitting myself for the whole week. Oh, like, no. And by the time every, I started having like solid shits <gasps> by the time. Yay. And then they hurt. Oh. And so while we were there and we'd never talked about poop or farting or anything oh, yeah. together. And I was like to the point where I was like, can you just look at it? <laughs> oh, that's very like, intimate. And my, he goes, uh, "Let me look at it. Is it? I'm going to see if it's bleeding." And I was like, "Thank you." Oh, <laughs> that's nice. It was nice, but uh, he hurt his back while we were there, so we didn't fuck. So anyway, uh, oh boy, that's a bummer. It's a bummer. So we, I mean, I hate 
I feel like we're just, just defining ourselves within our relationship still though, a little mm-hmm. bit. Do you feel like you always default to a relationship definition? Yeah. 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 Cause I, I'm like, I can't survive. I had this illusion that I can't handle life on my own and I need help. And one of the things that when I became like one of the codependencies that happened was I would have more panic and anger attacks around my ex because I needed him to just hold me. But it's like, I need to, be by myself and figure out I'll never build a solid foundation with another person. I have, no. you have to have a solid foundation on your own and it sucks to get there. If you, if you don't have it, it's not fun, but Oh my God, is it worth it? <laughs> I think it's because it's the, like the bipolar parent thing. We never felt safe. Exactly. And so, I'm like, I need you to love me unconditionally forever. Yeah, just make me feel secure for just a moment at least. Safety is exactly... Yes. I said that to my therapist yesterday. I'm like... Cause she was like, what were you trying to say to that guy? And, and I was like, you know what it was? I, I don't feel safe. And I need to... I'm searching... And this whole year, I've been actively like, I want to find the feeling of being at home with mm-hmm. just me. Because you know that feel When you're in a relationship and, and the guy... and Oh, God. And it's just... The guy's just like comes up behind you and puts his arms around you and you're like, I am invincible. Yes. I can do anything I want in this world. I can be anything I want. That's how I want to feel about myself. That is... Would like impossible, I feel like. <laughs> we'll see. I'll let you know. Still working on it. I know it's so hard. Even in all of you think about you have major success in comedy, you have major success in your podcast, you're a published author. Mm. It's like insane that you would be insecure about those things. Oh my God. Don't you it, think- none of that shit really it, it matters in that it's confidence building in that I had a goal and I exceeded the goal and I'm so proud of myself. I really am proud of myself and proud of what Corinne and I have built. But that is my career. I am mentally like I got it. Like yeah. I got, I understand you work your ass off. You you expect all the no's in the world because you're going to get a yes if you're persistent and you work hard and you you work on your talent. Personal wise, <laughs> shit show. <laughs> oh, I was a shit show. I'm not anymore. I'm, I'm becoming less of a shit show. I worry about you too all the time. I feel like you guys' mom because I'm like, I don't want bad people to come and attach them so, because you guys are so nice and you are so accommodating. Both of you well, are. And I'm always Corinne's, like... Corinne's more good at boundaries. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like... Because sometimes Corinne are like, yeah, they just want to hang out with you because of the podcast. And, but honestly, I'm like, I don't care. I just want someone <laughs> to love me. I don't care. Like, I'll hang out with fans. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, please hang out with me. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> I love you so much. Like, I'm I mean, the bathroom I'm attendant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I love can't that leave you. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do the same thing. I, I just. I think with my personal training also, I have such an intimate relationship with them and they're so dependent on me Yeah, that I'm like, I need you guys because you need me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I have a personal trainer who I love so much, yeah. but like, yeah, for sure. Um, it's weird. Uh, so one thing I was telling my therapist today or yesterday, cause we do a lot of inner child work. Like, okay, this hurts you. How old is this hurt? Where's the hurt in your body? How old is the little girl? Um, and I told her the other day, yesterday, I was like, my... Th- 31-year-old self is not lonely. I'm very happy with... I love being single. I don't have a dog. I don't have a pet. I don't have a kid. I don't have a boyfriend. Like, I'm really independent. And what... You know, this isn't going to last forever, but this is a really special time for me. Mm -hmm. And... But my inner child is so fucking lonely. And that conflicts. And I need to figure that out. Yeah. How does that even... I don't even... You have to talk to your inner child. That's what I do. Like, I, I identify, like, where is this hurt coming from? 
this is the child in me going, wait, help me, protect me, protect me. Can you give me an example of like an age and a situation? Yeah, so there's certain feelings that I have like anxiety, like taking Adderall, for example. Uh, It's the five or six-year-old me who doesn't know what parent she's going to get that day and just wants so desperately to have some sort of safety and wants to be able to handle everything and wants to be responsible for everyone's happiness, at pain, joy. At five or six. Every, five or six. Seems like a big burden for a five or six year old. Huge burden. Huge. <laughs> yeah. um, but I took it on. I was like, mm. um, and, and, and I, and I, it feels like if I could give it um, like an image, it's a, it's a freshly hatched baby bird alone in a prickly nest. And so I can identify, I like my one therapist that I had who has since retired, uh, she got me there. She got you me to go her. there. She and, was I, like, and I just I quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was looking for a therapist for so long. And she's like, I'm retiring in six months. I'm like, I don't care. I need somebody. Help me. She's like, okay. <laughs> but it turns, she, it was the best match of a therapist I've ever had. But um, she was like, what does that look like? And I was like, it looks like a freshly hatched baby bird alone in a prickly nest. She's like, good. What now? And, and every once in a while, when I feel that that specific type of anxiety or fear, like I'm not going to be social unless I have Adderall, or I'm not going to have fun unless I have Adderall. I'm not going to be like alert and whatever. I just like I just like rub my like the center of my chest because like that's where the nest is, and it truly. I don't know if it's a placebo effect or what. It makes me feel at ease. You know, in healing touch massages, have you ever had one of those? Yeah, my friend Michelle is a massage therapist, and she's done one of those. And oh my, it How many changed tears my life. When they when they get to that stress point, I saw her right after I talked to you and D about the Adderall stuff. Yeah. Like like days after, and I came in and I was like, ah, and she's <laughs> like, oh Tina, sit down. And she gave me one of those massages because I've known her since high school. Oh my God. Everybody should, if you've gone through trauma, if you haven't gone through trauma, you should have a healing touch massage. And I tell even all my spin people because I can see them hunched over. I'm like, you guys have so much stress Mm -hmm. trapped here and you're trying to protect it. And I don't want you to protect it. I want you to let it the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. And yeah, I've had one once in San Diego. The guy just did the whole hour, just like a regular massage. That's what it felt like to me. And then he went right in between my chest and just pressed gently down. And then tears just Poured. I was like, I don't know. I'm crying. It doesn't hurt at all. And I don't, I'm not blinking. He's I don't probably know. like smirking. He's like, I'm doing this right now. You know what I, I mean? Know. You're like, why well, am happy all what of my pain? Like, just, just do it. Just release. Yeah. It yeah. feels so great. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Do you have a good relationship with your mom now? Yeah, I do. Um, it's weird to learn about all the things that made me angry that I shouldn't have put up with or I didn't know I shouldn't have put up with mm-hmm. as a child. And then to have this good relationship with my mom now, it's a little confusing because I'm like actually getting mad at her for the first time from all that stuff. But it, she didn't, you know what I mean? She didn't, she's not doing it now. And so it's difficult. Is but she I, medicated now? She, so her medications were so fucked up when, when I was younger, they made her psychotic. She had, she had all these uh, surgeries on her neck, on her heart, on all of the parts of her body. She's a medical anomaly. (laughs) And, um, like they would give her steroid injections to help with the certain surgeries that she got. And they made her psychotic. She would drive her car into a ditch. I saw her throw a very heavy object at my brother when I was a child once. And I was like. That's not good. Um, <laughs> she checked herself into a mental hospital uh, when I was a kid, and no one told me where she went. And I was like, okay. And I'm learning, like, oh, that was trauma. That was traumatic for me. I didn't even know that that was 
traumatic. Yeah, my mom took hydroxycut because she wanted to stay super lean. Oh, doesn't that make like, you go crazy? Full, and that was when it was like had fen fen in it. Oh shit! Yeah, and she just went like nuts. Oh my like gosh. she scratched my brother down her his neck, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she would throw coffee mugs at me. It was Dude, crazy. Yeah, wow. And I was like. Yeah, this isn't... I'm going to go back outside. Yeah. <laughs> go in and handle that. Yeah. I was like, I'll get in the middle and try to save everybody. <laughs> I, know. I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ride my bike somewhere. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> Blow off some steam. Yeah. I didn't blow off any steam as a kid. Except I masturbated all the time. I never... I didn't until I was 16. And it was only because I was trying to save myself from falling off my bed. And I accidentally, like, touched my... my oh, oh, that's how you clit, fixed discovered and it. And I was like, oh, that feels... Good. Wait a second. And then I thought that I had to be like falling off the bed, and that's how I started <laughs> suffocating I can't myself. Go. <laughs> I fall off the bed. Well, it like suffocated my neck, and I was like, "Hold your breath and fall off the bed, and you can touch yourself." <laughs> like, that's what I God went from not, it. not touching myself at all to like full Joker. Well, it's crap. <laughs> It's interesting that early on masturbation techniques that you're like, I guess this is the only way this will ever happen. I humped stuff, but like so hard that I like, oh, I mean, I almost like stuck a tub up my vagina. Like it was bad. A whole railing. The actually the other day, like I'm a 37 year old adult. And the other day I was like, I don't have a dildo, uh, but I do have a cucumber. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'll do anything. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Yeah. I finally bought a toy. I bought a toy and I bought a remote, uh, control vibrator. Those are fun. And, uh, and then I had PMS the entire vacation and was like, you could not touch me and I'd be, that'd be best. (laughs) Okay. And, yeah, and then I started bleeding. I was like, whoops, sorry. <laughs> sorry about all that. <laughs> oh, sorry about bad. your vacation. I had a great time. It's so funny because like with PMS, I get it too. Sometimes it's really bad. And every time I don't think it's PMS, I just think I'm crazy. And then I get my period and I'm like, oh. oh. I get like real bad, like weird and huffy anxiety. I'm like, why am I pissed about stuff? And yeah. then, yeah. And then all I'll be rude to strangers in public. Ugh, There's got to be something it's like i read this one thing and they were like oh just take calcium i was like calcium ain't gonna fucking help this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kicking kids in the park in the face yeah am i throwing the calcium at them that might help <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so what else are you up to that you're um, you have so many projects going on now yeah yeah because yes. i have more space to be creative because i'm not all these drugs <laughs> crazy how that works i was wondering if you would like crash i thought i was going to just be a lump and i'm more motivated to do things i'm like did not expect that nah, if yeah. i would have known that was gonna happen i would have got off this drug a while ago <laughs> just like my relationship um but i yeah i've shot i wrote and shot a short film about awesome. what it's like to peel yourself off the floor after a breakup living in it was all shot in my apartment uh based off of all things that i actually did uh, uh, did ecstasy by myself in the house, rollerblading in the house, like rollerblading, playing, p- like trying to do anything to distract yourself and realizing you can't run from your feelings. You did ecstasy alone in your house. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> that, I used to microdose at work. Uh, that's I was dope. fully dosing. <laughs> yeah. Dosing full. Whoa. By myself in my home. You I only did it twice. You could be alone so bad. Hmm? You di- only did it twice. That's a lot. 
to do it by yourself. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't do it by yourself. <laughs> you should do it with other people. It was made for marriage therapy, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. How do you, Mike? I've recently gotten into shrooms, microdosing. I've never done a full dose. Shrooms is one of the best drugs I've ever discovered. I'm not good on it. I am great on it alone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I always I always start at a party and then I always end up all by myself having yeah. the very best. Do time. you microdose it? Um, no, I went full dose. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to see stuff melt. Like I, that'll it won't freak me out. I just don't feel like I don't feel like it. I don't want to see I'm more stuff. I like see stuff come out of the floor. Tap yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm I can't even watch scary movies. So I'm like, eh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Microdosing though, what it did for me was it made every, any negative voice in my head go away. And I felt, I still feel grounded when I do it. Just during the time that you were doing it or does it hold? It does. The effect does last. I think it lasts for like a day or two after. Wow. And, it, and it, and it shifts your perspective because once those negative, I mean, on ecstasy, obviously there's only happy voices, but it's, it's an extreme with this. It, it feels like what an antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication should be doing. Cause it doesn't make me lethargic. Um, and then you realize, Oh, life is so much more tolerable without these negative voices. And then you develop skills to just shut those voices the fuck up. How do you I take it? I mushrooms just are take disgusting. a baggy little handful there. And I'm very weird with food texture. I, I don't like mushrooms in general. Like I don't like sauteed. Oh, mushrooms. I love them. <laughs> but, um, the effect is so good. I don't give a shit. Like I just, <laughs> I, I just take a little from a baggie. Oh, I, uh, I put peanut butter on it and I was like, oh, this just tastes like peanut butter dust. Like, <laughs> I don't so give a fuck. Cause I'm like, give me that great feeling. My best friend, we did them together and I locked myself in the bathroom and the marble in the floor I thought was dinosaurs coming up and I was like Muppet. That I sounds was like terrible. Puppet, but I was controlling them. I was oh, like, oh, that ah, sounds ah. fun. And then they were like fighting and then they were oh, it's like a lucid dream almost. Yeah, it was great. And then <gasps> cool. she thought people were stealing everything and she kept <laughs> coming up, only food things. She kept coming only up to food. the... <laughs> They're really hungry, Mara. She's like, people are trying to steal the bagels. <laughs> and I was like, so get them. And she goes, I ate them all. So I was like, oh my God. Did she actually eat all the bagels? She ate all, an entire bag of mini bagels. And then she mini? thought that, Ooh. I know she then, which is a lot. Oh, you know, it's like Edwards, big bag, like, like a Costco bag. bag. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she thought that everybody had uh, filled the pool with green jello and she was pissed because she wasn't hungry because <laughs> she ate all the bagels. <laughs> She's like, I wanted to swim, but now I have green jello and I can't swim and because I'm not hungry. And I was like, Oh shit, girl! I don't know what experience you're having, but good luck out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing fine in here. <laughs> Shut up now, there. thank you. Yeah. yeah, and then I would like crawl out to the stairs and be like, "Shauna, are you still here? <laughs> Come to the bathroom." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think um, Corinne has done acid and mushrooms, and she's done DMT. And I was like, "I want to do one of those," and she's like, "Just do mushrooms. Don't do acid. You should you try can't. ayahuasca." I a couple of people have been saying that to me lately. I I would. It just like sounds intense. With the shaman. Yes, so. yes, yes. I would not do it. Uh, I would not do it unsupervised. Yeah, no. That seems that like is, a very intense. You could drug. die. Yeah. Really? Well, I was talking. So I went to Mexico, and uh, my best friend is from there. Well, she, I trained her nine times a week, and we became best friends through nine that. Nine times a week. Nine times a week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, her parents own all the hospitals there, and uh, whoa. Yeah, I went down, and I was like, what a fascinating. Yeah. 
I showed up and I was like, Shit. oh, I have bodyguards and staff already. <laughs> this, you oh. guys are our next level red. Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh my God. It was crazy. She's the one that put the Botox on my face. Anyway, it is. Wow. She's got a lot of skills. She's got a lot of skills. Uh, yeah. So, uh, her dad, I was talking, I was like, yeah, I've done ayahuasca a few times. And he goes, yeah, I did it. Uh, and it stopped the voices, the negative voices instead. And it stopped all the depression, but wow. I, he would never do it again. He said he did it by himself. And he goes, I know I almost died twice. He's like, I saw the light and I, he's like, you're going to die or you can walk back to live. It was oh, one of those moments, fuck. and I was like... Was there a shaman there with him to guide him or he no? He just uh, drank it in his room all alone. Oh, I know, I was like... It's <laughs> a recipe I was like, yeah, that's not really how you do yeah, it. You yeah. don't just buy it and drink it like a soda. Yeah. <laughs> it's you like do, a Coke Zero. Yeah, you do a little bit. How long does it last? It only lasts... Uh, you're only in it for about 10 seconds, but it feels like hours. So is it kind of like walking through the desert and back again, like doing like all that work on yourself? Like it kind of is like a jolt of that. Yeah, they kind of they made it for people w that have trauma, for PTSD. Wow. Yeah, so it's one of those. You probably like exercise the trauma out of your body, yeah. like an exorcism. Yeah, I mean that does not sound pleasant. Like it sounded like his experience of like I wouldn't do it again, but it was great. But he's changed completely. Uh, my client was like. My dad used to be this grouchy, old, angry man, and now he's... I was like, he is the sweetest, funniest human being. I love your dad. And she was like, you didn't know him three years ago. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Oh, I got to do it. <laughs> I know. Shit. You need a shaman. Yeah. Are they, do they do that in New York City? They're, I'm sure. Well, oh God, what's his name? The comic. Uh, he's on Kumia Network. I'll think of it. But he has a good shaman that's here. His wife passed away. Oh. Yeah. And he went through all the ayahuasca shaman stuff, and he was like, that's the only way I was, oh I could God. make it out. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I'll think of his name. I'm just really And that's dumb a right personal now. thing. Like, you wouldn't do ayahuasca, even with a shaman, like with another person, too. Like, you would you just do, do it one in a group. Oh, okay. Yeah. And everybody just has their own experience. Right. You could do it one on one. I didn't have I that like, kind I of think money. The group thing would be fun. Yeah, I did it in Vegas. With how like, much is doing Iowa? Like how much? It was not much. It was like hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Was okay. it crazy? Yeah. But I also did it in Vegas, which like you have to do the conversion to New York. It's probably like three fifty here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. New York money's is <laughs> <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, I was like, I should just move to Mexico, and it lasts for ten minutes, ten seconds, or ten seconds. Yeah, you're out for ten seconds. About right about. You're like basically <sighs> dead for ten seconds. So it's is it kind of like DMT? Yeah, it's exact. Yeah, 100%. is it DMT? It's DMT, I believe. Yeah, oh. ayahuasca, and there is a na more natural like, version. Because even with DMT, you're, you literally like meet your maker. Yeah. It's oh, the same. whoa. Yeah, but this one's like I would definitely need a shaman for that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Corinne did DMT? Wow. Yeah. She's like, Shit. nothing happened. What the fuck? I'm like, I think it's because you don't have trauma, <laughs> yeah. dude. You're like a healthy, healthy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, you like your set, like, you're good. Yeah, she has her own opinion. She's got a perspective. She truly She's got, doesn't like, care what other people think. No, like, it's so nice. I want what you're having. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking about that. I was like, if I could just have a little bit of white boy confidence. Like, if oh, it yeah. came in a drink, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But whatever, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx.
So are you going to, what's your next plan? What's your... So I wrote this short film. I shot it. Um, it was the one of the best creative experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very excited to see the final cut. And I guess, I don't really know what you do with a short film, but I want to submit it to festivals. Hell yeah. Um, so figuring that out. Um, starting my own podcast. Awesome. Um, called The Voices in Our Heads. And it's just, I'm so weird and goofy. I mean, everyone has that like goofy side to them, but I don't really get to let it out off. Like I just don't it's like a little like scared little dog. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't come out that often, but um, I wanted to do a podcast that was just me. Cause I want to talk about things that aren't sex related. Cause I have so much more to say. And I just want it to be like my inner workings. And it's like, it's converse. It's um, I do fuck boy theater. It's one of the segments. <laughs> so people DM me screenshots of their dating app conversations. And there's, uh, I have a many of them that are very long. And so I want to do like, I'll do like a reading of like a longer one um, called fuck boy theater. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just all kinds of weird, like stories, storytelling, um, interviews with friends, just intimate shit. I was walking here and I was like, it's time for her to write her own book. Oh, I just I would had love like to a, do that. a oh. weird vision. Yeah. And I, Cause Ooh. I, I feel like I didn't ever get to see who you really were until you had that moment where you were like, I need to stop doing Adderall. And I was yeah. like, how much are you doing? And you told me, and I was like, holy f- <laughs> Well, I can't believe you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Felt, felt like that too. Yeah. I was like on the brink of death, like, sh- like just like shivering and twitching and like, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. And, and all my friends were like, yeah, something was up. You was tweaking. I'm like, oh, you, where you saw that? Oh shit. My bad. That's embarrassing. I do remember taking it and I was always like looking around the room. What's next? Can anybody tell that I'm on this? What's going on? Like what? Like it was always it's like. It's the opposite of being present. Yes. It is really not. I don't know what's happened since I've been older or something. I don't know. I feel like since I've broken up and, and now I'm in a relationship that I, uh, is good for me. (laughs) 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 The fuck is happening? (laughs) I'm not in a constant state of panic. Mm -hmm. I can like calm down and do things. Yeah. It's crazy. It's enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah. It's and you're so like, nice. it's so uncomfortable that it's enjoyable. It's like, <laughs> I know. it's like you're stepping out on the ice. And you're like, is so this going to break? It's scary. This break at any second. Because <laughs> you're so used to that crazy uh, trauma cycle. Well, and you're in fight or flight mode all the time. And what happened, it's, I, I, I listened to this TED talk about drug addiction and the person giving the talk was like, it's almost impossible to be addicted to a drug, any substance, and not have trauma in your life. Like, yeah. they go hand in hand a thousand percent. And uh, and once I got a hold of the trauma in my life and in my past, that was what was able to make me go, oh, I got to get off this fucking drug now. Because the drug put me in fight or flight mode just, it was like pressing a button. I didn't have to work to be in fight or flight mode. I just pressed a button. I took a pill. Yeah, and you think about how horrible your stomach is, and that's usually from trauma also, mm-hmm. and how you have to manage all that. And you can put yourself in flight or flight by eating the wrong thing, and sometimes oh, you yeah. just make that decision because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comfort food, it's man. It's crazy. I have the palate of a seven-year-old. <laughs> Do peanut butter and jelly, Uncrustables, my favorite thing. <laughs> Kraft mac and cheese. <laughs> Fucking popcorn is bad. And, the, and going off Adderall all makes of those you things would, I would be the fartiest person on the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's why I live alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been living with George for the past week because I Airbnb'd my place all summer. And oh. then I'm moving back into it after because I was trying to buy my own place. <gasps> oh, that's so exciting. It is exciting. But I was 
my job ended September 1st. They sold our gym, so they I don't have a job. Oh. And it, like, which was the paper Oh, dude, money. I should hook you up with my my trainer has a... It's like, I go to a private training gym. Yeah, really now cool I... If you, if you need... But then nothing's going to be on paper, you know, like your income. Yeah. Yeah, that's which which is what you need for your a mortgage. True. True. Good point. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so now I'm just staying with George. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> and it's been interesting. I'm like, I definitely just want to live by myself. <laughs> yes, yeah, space this is, is important. Yeah, this and is you fun can for be, camp. You can be in a relationship and be independent at the same time. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I regard who came on uh, before he's... Uh, Weinstein's divorce, ex Weinstein divorce lawyer. Yeah. Holy and, yeah, shit. Friend and uh, Trump's divorce lawyer. Yeah. Rupert Murdoch's. Yeah. Oh my God. You should have, have him on your body. Oh, he's so great. Divorce lawyers are fascinating. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. He's so great. Um, but he's Holy been shit. in a relationship for 11 years with his girlfriend and he goes, You know what the key is? Separate uh, houses. Yep. He goes, I spend the weekends with her. The entire week we do our own thing. You miss each other. And I was like, Oh, that is a good idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I I think one thing I learned too, it's with my with Stephen. We obviously slept in the same bed all the time, and I could I could get sleep with him, but I can't sleep in the bed with another person. Yeah. I just can't. I need to be. So when I went to the beach with this guy, we slept. I mean, we we aren't. It's a, it's it's a complicated because we weren't having sex, but we're like very intimate. But we slept in separate bedrooms, and it was perfect. It was perfect. One of the nights we slept in the same bed because we we're like mushrooms. Um, <laughs> but the the first the first night and the last night we slept in separate beds, and it, we both got great sleep. My bedtime routine is fucking weird. I like eating in bed. I like doing fucked up shit. I don't want anybody to see that. I like that. a two a.m. three a.m. snack all the time. Yes, that's <laughs> my favorite time to eat. That's um, so good. And I don't want anybody seeing that. But I want to be able to do it. So I like go in another bed. I immediately hide the wrappers like because I'll eat a protein bar. I'll hide them under my mattress and then there'll be a point where I'll roll over and you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, whoops, too many wrappers. Not trash <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always eat at two or three in the morning and now I'm just starving and I wake up. That's why we have 3 a.m. talks because I'm like, I'm awake. Yeah, because uh, my digestive juices are flowing and now my body's like, snack? I guess it's breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my God. I, I And that's the thing about like people are like, oh my God, you get so fat if you eat all the time. I'm like, no, not really. you don't. Well, if you work at like, I rollerblade all the time. Yeah, I ride my bike everywhere. And I and it really helps. And it's so much fun. I smoke weed and I rollerblade. It's oh the most God. fun in the world. Smoking a blunt while rollerblading, first of all, is dope. I'll take a boat to Roosevelt <laughs> Island with my blunt and my rollerblades and a bottle of water. And I'll just put my headphones in and listen to like Lizzo. And it's the best <laughs> Moments of my life. I used to bartend in microdose, right? And then ecstasy. And then I would do an edible and go to bed. And then (laughs) to go to sleep. And then in the morning, uh, sometimes I'd go hike. And uh, sometimes that edible wouldn't hit until in the middle of my drive. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I'm like driving as close to the... (laughs) I'm never going to make it there. Yes. (laughs) This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I'll get there in 18 years. (laughs) So I haven't done that weed... Since then, I was Makes like, sense. that is horrifying. Well, every edible is kind of different. You don't know how it's going to work until like you're <laughs> yeah. in it. And you're like, God damn it. So I would be so scared to be rollerblading and uh, doing that. Well, I wouldn't rollerblade and do an edible because that would make me way too high. <laughs> okay. But good. smoking weed, 
Smoking weed doesn't make me that high. It's a very mellow difference between being completely sober and being stoned. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just like the perfect lightness. <laughs> it's awesome. I've never been able to find that. I've like taken two puffs and been like, I'm the most high person that's ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> There's been no one higher than me right now on the planet Earth. <laughs> And people, I don't understand, like people smoke and then they can talk and talk and talk. I get more in my head, which is Okay, horrible. so weed just doesn't w- affect you weed, that way. Sometimes no. some, you're either, weed either meshes with your system like a like beautifully or fucks your shit up. It fucks me up. Some people get weed hangovers. I'm like, that's oh, yeah. terrible. For days. What days. the fuck? See, and I am hashtag blessed because weed just, <laughs> yes. most substances, not a good idea. Weed and my body are like best friends. Oh God, you're so lucky. <laughs> it's like makes, I always thought that I would see everybody go out and smoke together and then I would be like, no, thank you. But I don't like, I don't like smoking and then going out. I don't like doing that. Oh, okay. Good. Sometimes I'll smoke at the end of the night if we're hanging out like outside a comedy club mm-hmm. and people are smoking, I'll totally smoke, but I'm going to go home very soon. I've seen people like do a line, smoke, drink something. And I'm like, you dying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a way to live, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so you've got your own podcast. When is that going to be up? September 25th. Oh, my God, my birthday. And Oh, yay. yay. That's why I did it. Um, <laughs> it's in honor of Mar Merrick. And um, I sang the theme song. I wrote you it and did? sang it. Yeah. I sang. I used to do musical theater. Oh, my God. Um, but I just stopped because I'm like, I don't now. Um, and so, but I really like singing. And uh, yeah, I say, and I'm like really proud of it. I'm like, That's so great. Yeah. Okay. When is your short film coming out? I don't know yet. We're, we're fi- I don't know. Like... I think you have to submit it to festivals first and then you release it. I don't really know. We're still, it's, it, that's a couple months down the road. I think you can do like a release night and then you could, like you could show it to your friends and family, things like oh, that. Okay. Cause like, I was like, do festivals not want it if it's already out there in the world? I have no I don't idea. think so. Okay. Yeah. I think that's why like Kristen Mana and uh, Ashley Bez, they did one and then, then it was in a few festivals also. Oh, nice. But we, there was a night that we got to go and all and watch it, but it was just like, private oh so probably okay yeah like rent a tiny little theater Mm -hmm. like the nighthawk or something are you going to fuck around are you gonna like what do you mean fuck around like Like with dudes or yeah like what are you gonna in my life i want to like how are we gonna do this next step oh yeah 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 um I, I, you know what? I thought i was gonna like i'm gonna fuck everybody (laughs) but i i guess i don't want to because i'm i i'm not I'm at a point like this person that I'm, I hang out with a lot that we're very intimate. We don't have sex, but I'm t- fine with that. I'm like, I'm like, do you think it's cause you also talk about sex all the time? Part, partly. And also there's more to a relationship than sex. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a new concept for me. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I'm like actually getting to know you and like know your inside of your brain. Like that's pretty, that's intimate. So uh, I think I use sex a lot as like a reason not to talk. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I, I'm not doing that now. So, um, but I've had, man, I had a crazy sexual experience, uh, that I'm very proud of myself for doing. And I'm very proud of all parties involved. I have a male, male, female three way. And one of the guys was a porn star. Um, and he's so sweet, really kind, hot as a motherfucker, (laughs) dick, 
the side, oh my, the most beautiful penis I've ever seen. And the other person that was, that was involved, the other guy, is somebody that I was very comfortable with. Also a sweetheart, also great in bed. It, and they were like broing out with each other. It was, it was the most amazing sexual experience I've ever had, truly, because I felt like a princess. Because I wasn't sure if they, I'm like, you got, are you Did guys Did you bi? communicate your needs and like wants yeah. and everything? Yeah, I'm like, I just, they're not, they're both very straight. So they had no interest in playing with each other. So I was like, okay. So like all hands on Christina? <laughs> Is that what that means? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and you guys, you're turned on by that? I'm turned on by that. And it was just this perfect, it was perfect. It was truly Oh, afterwards, I, man, I was fucking skipping down the street. I'll I, never forget did that. Did you do any substances to... No, I had like two drinks, I think, but that was it. I think two drinks is perfect. Yeah, I yeah. went to a sex party and had uh, one drink. Like, George was very uh, too hyped to yeah. get involved really quickly. And I was like, this is have a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, once we get into the second drink, that's when we start picking some people out. <laughs> it's a science, George. <laughs> I, I went to a sex club um, with the, the guy, the, the guy that I hang out with. And uh, this was like when we first started hanging out. You guys don't fuck, but you went to a sex club together. Well, we start, we were fucking in the beginning. Oh, okay. And then he was like, Oh, I'm actually going to work on my issues. And I was like, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> but it's good. It's oh. better. It's, it's better for both of us. But, um, we, he's very handsome. Oh God. He's so hot. Like he's just, Do to me, he is like so him? fucking I can't hot. Tell. Nice. Um, but, and he's a good dresser. He dresses very beautifully. And I love that in a guy with guy with style. So there was one point in the night where there was a, a Japanese rope tying demonstration. So these two hot guys were in this room and they both had like ropes coming like, like two little areas. And you could just like, kind of like pick necks, like say next. And you would get tied up and I go to the guy. I'm like, I want to take my clothes off, but be in my bra and underwear. And I want to get tied up and I want you to sit right there and watch it. And he's like, okay. I'm like, Okay. Okay. And then he, the guy, the hot guy tied me up and I was like, this is so fucking hot. It's so hot. And then, and then the guy that I was with was just sitting in this beautiful high back chair, just like in this beautiful outfit, just staring at me. And I'm like, this is the best. And the guy who tied me up goes to the guy I was with, like, you want me to leave for 10 minutes? You play with her? And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh, oh my God. God. Oh my Happy God. birthday to me. <laughs> I love getting tied up, to be honest. I've I, never gotten tied up before. My, it's my second husband did it. And then my parents came and visited and all the ties were still connected to my bed. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, oh no. I guess I have that. <laughs> That's for laundry. I actually, I forgot. I My ex and I had restraints on the bed, like the four corners. Yeah. And uh, we just kept them on because, well, Oh my God, I want to take George to this place. NSFW. I'll, I don't care. Okay. It's a great sex club. It's a great sex club. You have to submit, you have to apply to be a member and stuff. But you can also like, uh, next time I go there, I've only been there once, but next time I go there, I'm going to wear like a mask or a wig or something. Yeah, I went to Killing Kittens and you wear oh, a mask. I heard that was there. good. It's great. They're very good looking people. There was just one Dude, awkward were, couple that, and then the rest were like... <laughs> And you can wear you. Everyone wears masks. See everyone, that I like. It's a mask. It's on purpose. I like that everyone wears the a mask most because then you feel true. You feel invisible, but there's other people watching you. And I'm like, that's and so you have hot. to send in a picture and a moving video to like show that you're not just photoshopping it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have to show like yes, like I any am video, this. like a sketch you were in. You or have like to a, that you answer questions that they send you. Oh yeah. Oh, I like. That. I know. Killing kittens. Killing kittens. And they still it's do a stuff. Good one. Yeah. The oh, go. partner Gwen. 
I, they they split up, but they still. I get emails from both of them now. <laughs> Separate ones now. I know, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I hope it was like an amicable Drama. split. <laughs> but yeah, everybody was so hot, and I there's oh. like this one Russian girl was ooh. all over me. She's like this tiny little Russian blonde, ooh. and she didn't speak a lick of English. Mm, and then afterwards, like you know how you had like him in the chair, I got a dude going, that was hot and we pounded, you know? And I was like, that's also hot. (laughs) That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, Okay. So your podcast is going to be out September 25th, which Mm -hmm. is about a week after this comes out. So cool. Yeah. Yay. Yay. It's going to be on all the platforms. Because Guys We Fucked is on Luminary. We moved to Luminary exclusively. That's it. Yeah. Just Luminary. And uh, I'm so happy we did that because it made doing the podcast more enjoyable because when just anybody could listen to it. We are so intimate and honest about our lives and our past and everything that's ever happened to us and our inner workings that it, that people would listen to it and write an article about it. That was not, or like people, any, my mom could listen to it. Just any Joe Schmo could just pick up a phone and listen to it. And I, that, that started to make me feel very uncomfortable and I started to clam up and now with Luminary, it's a subscription. You can get a month for your trial, but it's $7.99 a month, which I know is going to be a lot to a lot of people. But if you are listening, you want to listen and it's $7.99 a month. I know it's not a lot to me, but there was a many, most of my life that would have never, I couldn't have a subscription service to anything. I was so fucking broke. (laughs) Um, so I get it. But, um, I was like, I, w- I want to make this podcast so good that it's worth paying that for just guys we fucked. And there's all these other exclusive podcasts on, on that network with like Trevor Noah and Lena Dunham and shit and Roxanne Gay. But um, we're, more, we're finally back to being really comfortable doing the podcast mm-hmm. and like just barfing at it. Like we talk shit on people. We'll talk like <laughs> we say th- we forget that we're recording now again. I, and I miss that. Yeah. I, uh, my manager and I split and I talked a little shit about her, but I love her to death as a human being. And then I also talk shit about my ex roommate. I lived with someone this summer and she, she fucked in my bed and I talked shit about her on a big podcast. And I was like, both of them wrote me and I was like, well, I, I'm so, I just, it just, yeah, comes sorry. Out. It came out. I'm just it talking. Just you talk so much I and know, it's weird. Like, and I forget. Ah, There's know. no filter. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, ugh, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Fuck up, Mara. Oh, but then people write you and they're, they're like, "You're so honest and vulnerable." I'm like, "I know." Yeah, well, no one else appreciates. No one in my life appreciates it. I have no friends. Yeah. <laughs> you are my only friends. <laughs> by the way, I don't know you uh, only by your Instagram handle, but I love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a private account, but I get you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can't see any of your photos, but we connect. Okay, so I will post this on the uh, Happy Never After podcast. Uh, yes, I'm so excited Thank for you. you. That's so fun. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Mara. You were the so first much. people I told I was a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh God, I need salmon now. You're like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm I was like, Frodo. is it okay if I have a drink? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need a it's drink. It's probably <laughs> best if you do. <laughs> uh, so make sure to check out our podcast and uh, Christine. Hutchinson, it's Christina Hutch yeah. on Instagram and mm-hmm. social and Twitter. And I deleted my Twitter. You last did? Night. Yeah. Last night I was defending Shane Gillis, man, and all that bullshit of people coming on him. And uh, oh, and I was like, this doesn't feel good at all. And no one's hearing my point, and it's just all yelling. I fucking hate Twitter. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm not good at Twitter, and I don't like feeling bullied. And so I'm like, you can just deactivate your account. I'm I like, Oh yeah, I can. <laughs> write one tweet a month, I think. Yeah. You have one or two. 
I wrote one today and I was really proud of myself. I was like, good job. It used to consume me. Yeah. Yeah. It used to take, that was my Adderall. Well, it's a good joke writing um, exercise too. I'll, it is. I'll, I'll activate it again, but uh, I just need a break. I didn't, uh, I'm so out of it. I didn't even see what happened with Shane, but congratulations for getting SNL. I Hell yeah. hope you still have it. Um, Me too. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yes. Okay. So Christina Hutch on Instagram then only until she Maybe Twitter it. one day again. <laughs> uh, do you have a Facebook fan page? You yeah, have a website? Christina okay. Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So make sure to get her on that. Uh, Happy Never After podcast on Instagram for us, H&A Pod on Twitter. And, uh, or you can follow me directly. Oh, and please, please, please review. I'm trying to get to 500 by my birthday. Yes. It's only a few left. Only a few left. Come on, let's you get there. You can do it. You can. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Bye.